Well, I want to invite you to turn with me, Psalm 145. And and as you're turning there, I, I have an opening question for you. Are you a praise giver? Are you quick to offer praise? Is your life characterized by praise giving? Is the song of your life through all of life's highs as well as the low notes? Is it a steady rhythm of praise offering to the Lord? Today in our third installment of this sermon series, Honest to God, where we're looking at some of the prayers of the psalmists, I want us to examine a, a, a psalm that's a, and it's a psalm of praise. It's Psalm 145. If you're able, would you stand with me in honor of God's word as we hear from God's word? I, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in love. You may be seated. Some call it good parenting, positive reinforcement, affirmation parents say. Others might call it destructive, killing our kids' desire to work hard, detrimental to their ability to handle hard times. If you're a parent with a child in your home, or you've raised one at least any time in the last few years, you've likely got some participant trophies lying around the house. You know what I'm talking about? They've got your, name, your kids' names on it. Today, there's a lot of discussion among parenting professionals, if there is such a term, about our culture's handling of our youngest and most impressionable. Most parents recognize that there's this need that children have to be praised, to be affirmed, positive reinforcement. There's this need that kids have, but, but how we offer that praise. For example, with trophies they didn't work to receive. How we offer that praise can be the difference between dedication and laziness. Courageous determination and apathetic indifference. Between a, a healthy sense of their place in the world and a self-centered, overly inflated ego. How we offer praise, it matters. Today we're examining the psalmist, the song of praise to the Lord. Not to our children, but but to God above. The psalmist proclaims, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. God is worthy of our praise, but so far beyond need of it. Although these words of praise are, are for God... They're they're directed toward God, yet yet somehow God takes our 
words of praise, our affirmation that we give to him. And, and he returns them. He sends them back our way using his praise, his glory for our benefit, to, to grow and, and to shape us into healthy, strong, determined, missional children of God. In other words, while God's the one who's deserving of our praise, we're the ones who are encouraged and strengthened by him as we learn to become praise givers. More than just an occasional gift that we offer on Sunday mornings, but but making praise a lifestyle. Now, whenever we talk about offering God praise, first thing that often comes to our mind is music. The psalmist mentions joyful singing of God's righteousness. Psalm 92 reads, It's good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. Psalm 81 says, Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to Him with ten strings. There have been more than a few arguments among Christians about whether we should use the organ and piano or drums and guitars. I've never heard anybody argue for the ten strings and the harp and the lyre and some of those L-Y-R-E. Some of those things that the psalmist say to use as we praise the Lord. You know, which which instruments are most pleasing? Sometimes the church has these um, passionate discussions, almost heated arguments about our music style. Hopefully we know that most of what kinds of music we play, it's, it's a matter of personal preference and kind of, you know, cultural, generational stuff. We know that. But that's not to say that we shouldn't be thoughtful about even the music that we utilize, how, how we offer praise through song. There's a, an Old Testament, Old Testament theologian, his name is Bernard Anderson. And he recounts a story remembering um, teaching in a Christian seminary in the country of Ghana. And he was recounting the heated debates that emerged among the local Christian leaders in Ghana relative to whether the African drums and dance should be used in the congregation's services of worship. Anderson explained that the Christian church in, in many parts of Ghana was, it was still very new, just a few generations old. And the older Christian leaders, many whom uh, opposed the utilization of the drums and the dance in Christian worship, they were keenly aware that the rhythm of the drums and the folk dances, that they were woven deep into the fabric of this native African cultic religion. And so they argued that using such would only serve to kind of taint genuine worship, genuine praise, with this idolatrous kind of worship of the native gods. They they knew that the drums powerfully spoke the language of that culture. It, It spoke the language of unbridled sex and hatred and war and cultic worship of creation rather than creator. That's what the older generations remembered. However, the majority of those seeking to reach the younger generation believe that the risks of using the drums and dance, that they were worth taking for the sake of allowing the Christian faith 
to take root among the indigenous people and to begin to saturate the whole culture. It was the common language and expression of praise in that day. And and so the young leaders were convinced that to utilize the drums and the cultural dance, it, it was to fully engage the culture and allow God to redeem it in a, matter that the, in a manner that the young Africans could understand and appreciate. Both the young and the old had compelling arguments. Both, both advocated faithfulness to God. One to fully come out of this world, out of a life of sin, and, and one to faithfully go back into the world with the gospel that restores. I, I share this story not for us to fixate on what instruments are on the platform. Although I will say, I love to dance. You know? If we became a church that just danced, oh, that'd be all right. But the reason I share this story is because it, it is worth giving careful reflection to the kinds of offerings that we give to God, the offerings of praise. There are faithful ways and faithless ways to praise the Lord. Let me provide two examples. First, boy, in this post-COVID world where folks are staying home, and thank God for the gift of technology, but when you can show up and worship and praise together with God's people, to say, I, I don't need to, to worship with the church. I, I can do this on my own, just me and God. That is not a faithful expression. God calls us to praise the Lord together. We are a body, and certainly a foot can work a little bit on its own, but it needs the rest of the body to fulfill this expression of praise that we offer together. There is a faithful and a less faithful way to give praise. And so I I just want to encourage you, church, show up regularly. Show up regularly to help the rest of us. Be the body of Christ together, not just to sing me and Jesus songs, but to come and, and lift up the arms of our brothers and sisters and help us as we praise and sing and make music to the Lord. Another example of faithful and less faithful offerings of praise is that God invites us not just to sing and make music, but that our lives are to become offerings of praise. When we say we trust you, God, and then we hang on to our treasures, when we say my life belongs to you, I praise you with all that I am, and then we keep our talents for ourselves. There is a faithful and a faithless way to offer praise. The Psalms teach us that while God is deserving of our gifts of praise, God uses those for our own benefit, to refashion our lives, to learn to trust Him and to obey Him, that our whole lives would become offerings of praise that just sing the rhythm of God's greatness as we go through daily life. I I want you to to notice the the psalmist. He he talks of giving praise. And it lasts, the the praise that he talks about, it lasts more than a a three-minute song. 
verses 1 and 2, he says, I, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I'll praise your name forever and ever. He says, every day I will praise you and extol your name again forever and ever. I don't know how many of you remember, there used to be a worship song that we would sing. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love. And the song, you know, it was one of these contemporary praise songs. And the song would just go on and on and on and on forever. And, 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 and I think, you know, our God just loves it when we bask in his presence. But our God is also a God who says, okay, go, <laughs> go from the sanctuary. And there are times when I'd be going, all right, forever. I do love you forever. I could sing of your love forever. Can we, can we go? But the, the point of it is that praise is more than music. Praise is more than music. It's a mindset for going into the world. Praise becomes our worldview. It becomes the consistent way in which we praise the Lord daily forever and ever. Praise is meant to be more than just words that we express through our mouths or with instruments. It's meant to be a mindset that gives a uh, way to a worldview, a, a way that we live our lives. The psalmist says, I, I, I will meditate on your wonderful works. I'll give intentional thought to God's working in the world. Could I just stop and ask you, do you have any reminders as you go about your day, reminders that God is to be praised? You know, sometimes we have things on our uh, refrigerator magnet, things that remind us. You may put things on the mirror or, or on the dashboard in the car or, or wherever, but do you have reminders? God, I praise you. God, you are wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Meditating on God's works, it enables us to go through life functioning, living like Christ. I think I told you a story a few weeks back, a, um, a great Christian family that I grew up with, Dick and Carol Davis, their mindset, um, they were the worship leaders at our church, but their home, um, they got this wonderful home and, and it was practically given to them, but their entire basement, it just, it just had all kinds of crap in there. And as a kid, I loved to go down and play in the basement, but there was always junk everywhere. And, and come to find out what it was, was they would allow that to become like, you know, all these storage units today that you can pay money for? Well, there would be people that they would be serving and helping out who didn't have space, and that was long before all those storage units. And so they would just say, you know what? Let me tell you what God has done for us. This house, he gave it to us. And so if you want to store your stuff in here, let us help you out. And, and that story, it just became a, a mindset for them, a, a way that they would express praise and thanksgiving to God that he would provide for them. It became a, a mindset, an offering of praise. You see, a, a life of praise, it, it begins by, by learning to see God for who he is. And when we begin to see God for who he is, when we fix our minds on, on who he is and how he loves us, then God begins to turn that back toward us. 
and equip us to see ourselves more truthfully. I'm a child of God. I don't need to beat myself up. I don't need to hate the man in the mirror. I'm a child of God. He loves me. I, I, I need to look at my schedule. I need to look at my stuff. I need to look at my and see it through the lens of Jesus. And when we learn to speak praise, and he helps us to develop the mind of God. Think about the, think about the structure of this psalm for a minute. This Psalm 145, it's so uniquely designed, and it's so creative. I think apart from maybe a Bible commentary, those smart folks that spend all their time kind of studying the Bible and writing commentaries, apart from that, we may not catch this, but Psalm 145, it's actually written as a, a, an acrostic. You know, if you were to take and just kind of write on the, on the left-hand side a sheet of paper, just go A to Z, you know, go, uh, go vertically. And then just you wanted to think of a name for God. And, you know, A is adoration and B is, you know, whatever. This psalm is it's an acrostic. And the psalmist uses the Hebrew alphabet. And what he does is he use that, uses that to just be a, a memory tool to praise the Lord. Now, keep in mind that the psalms would be memorized. It was their songbook. And it would be recited or sung as, as folks would gather together and journey up to the temple to worship or for all different kinds of occasions. They didn't have, you know, lyrics printed out on, their, on paper. They certainly didn't have their iPhones to pull up. This was long before the printing press. So, so an acrostic became a, a great creative device for remembering this lengthy song of praise, who God is. You know, God creatively designed us for praise. If we don't praise, the rocks will cry out, we're told. And as we learn to give praise, again, he refashions our minds and opens our eyes to this new and creative means by which we're called to live. Learning to meditate upon the truth of God's word rather than the lies of the evil one, his drums and dances, it, it shapes our minds and equips our vision. It enables us to join Job, who in the course of a life of genuine, deep praise, even there he faces the most painful of circumstances. And yet... Even in those circumstances, whether you're walking through a painful situation or just kind of a mundane plateau, in every moment of our lives, the good and the bad, it gives us opportunity for praise. We don't live in Ghana. We aren't exposed to the cultic narrative told by the drums and the dance, but we're exposed to temptation and sin every day through the things that we hear and see, some that's way beyond our control. Our over-sexualized culture provides images that, that we would do well not to expose ourselves to. But when that visual is just crammed before us, we're presented with a choice fall into temptation, objectify another for our own pleasure, or to develop 
what can eventually become almost an instinctive response of praise. To, to praise the Lord in saying some, vim, some image, you know, of scantily clothed this, that, or the other, it's, it's right in front of you. To be able to say, boy, for it was you who created me in my inward parts. God, you knit me together. You knit that person together. That is somebody's uh, child or loved one. But God, I thank you, thank you for creating me and creating your world so beautifully. And because of that, I will praise you because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Even in opportunities of temptation. Boy, when we learn to develop an attitude of praise, the Word of God comes to us, and we, and we just begin to go, thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to walk in that temptation, but thank you, God, for who you are. The psalms of praise were intended to help God's people in every situation that they faced to offer praise to the Lord. And, and listen, God allows Satan to, to take away all of Job's possessions, to destroy his family. Yet in the midst of it all, this is Job's response. It says that at this, Job got up, tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Now that is a, a praise that goes well beyond just how we feel on Sunday morning. That is a lifestyle that, of praise that has developed because God has shaped his mindset, his heart to recognize that all that I am belongs to the Lord. Church, it is so critical that we learn to become praisers. The first point I just want to make to you is that the playing field of praise, it encompasses all of life. And the more times in life that we give thought to God, to His character, to His mighty works, and, and then offer Him praise through all kinds of circumstances, the more our eyes are open to God's faithful presence within us. I, I just want to move on quickly. One, one more point here. A lifestyle of praise does more than shape our thinking. It changes the world around us. If you look at the Psalms, he, he, he kind of goes back and forth from praising the Lord. The, the language in the first three verses of I, I praise you, 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 God. And, and then in the end of verse three, he begins to speak to those around him about who God is, a God to be praised. And he goes back and forth with speaking to God in prayer and then speaking to one another. And it's almost as if this psalm teaches us that to love God is to love others. And the more that we focus on Him and praise Him, the more, missionally we, the more missional we become. Um, right, let me just ask you one more time. Are you a praise giver. I, I just want to encourage you this week to find triggers, reminders, to just intentionally stop and just, maybe it's a song on the radio. God, I praise you. 
God, you're awesome. Maybe it's something really good that happens. And you just intentionally stop and you say to the others in the room, man, isn't God so good? To be intentional about praising the Lord in that way. We're going to receive the meal of communion. And I'll tell you, you know, communion, we often think of this as a somber meal. But man, this is a meal of praise. Uh, I, I went out with some friends and we went to Texas Roadhouse. You can tell I like to eat. But we're sharing this great conversation together, fellowship around the table. And they bring this steak. And it was one of the best steaks I've ever had. And here we are, you know, we're just kind of talking about life and stuff. But I'm like thinking to myself, oh God, I praise you for this cow. I'll bet this cow had a name. Thank you for Betsy. And I'm like thinking to myself, God, I don't know who Betsy's father was, but thank you for the farmer that had the mind to bring Daddy Bull and Mama Cow. Oh, God, I praise you. Thank you for the farm, for providing. I don't know if this was organically fed or whatever, but God, you grew that grass. You provided. God, thank you. Thank you for these wonderful servants. This is a delicious meal. (laughs) I wonder if we could come to the table And just say, God, thank you. Thank you for the big things and the miracles that you you opened the seas. The Israelites were called to remember the story of their escape, their deliverance from Egypt. God, in the big things, you ripped apart and you divided the seas. But but God, every morning, you are opening up my... um, my capillaries, or my, my, my veins, my, my everything that, that God, you, you send oxygen to the brain. I don't know how you do it, but, but you're giving deliverance over and over and over again. And may every moment of our lives, may we become more and more and more aware of the greatness of God. You say, oh God, I thank you. God, I praise your name. God, this wasn't just circumstances. You orchestrated this. You put me in this great opportunity on the mountaintop, and I praise you. But here I am in the valley of the shadow of death, but I will praise you there because I know that you are sovereign, that you are in control. I praise you. Church, may we become more and more intentional, mindful, that this is our Father's world, that He is wonderful and worthy of praise. May every opportunity become an opportunity for us to voice praise and thanksgiving. And may ultimately it become more than our lips and our instruments. But may it become our lives that become a a song of praise to the Lord.